Hey, everybody. I'm Jen Garrett. My passion for football and pushing boundaries has helped me to create a successful business using the same performance building principles of the world's best players. Through my Move the Ball book, workshops, and consulting work, I've used the same system to help thousands of people to think and execute like a pro athlete when it comes to business and branding. Now, I'm on a mission to help you utilize those tools and strategies to elevate your hustle and get you across the goal line. So get ready. It's time to suit up, to show up, and to move the ball. Hey, everyone. It's great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've been a part of the Move the Ball movement for quite some time, welcome back. As you all know, this podcast is all about business, branding, sports, and of course, how to move the ball. This episode kicks off my special Path to the Draft series, where I'm having conversations with NFL draft prospects on their path to the draft. Now, if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you do so so that you never miss an episode as part of this series, as well as part of the regular show. I've got a great lineup of guests coming up this season. All right. For this series, I had to start it off the right way. As a Bama alum, of course, I had to start things off this way. So inside the huddle with us today and ready to share his story and talk about his path to the draft is Jalen Armour Davis. Jalen is a defensive back who played college football at none other than the University of Alabama. During this past season, Jalen recorded 32 tackles, 22 of which were solo, one tackle for loss, TFL, along with four pass breakups, a quarterback hurry, and three interceptions. Jalen was also a member of the team when Alabama won the 2020 CFP National Championship. Jalen, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I appreciate you having me on. Well, I know we've talked about having you on, so I'm glad you're here with us today. I know you've been training down at House of Athlete, doing your combine and pre-draft training. Mo Wells was just on the show last week, and I know Mo, JB, Coach Jones, and the whole team down there are doing a phenomenal job with their training program. So shout out to all of them. They definitely know how to move the ball. And I know you've been training down there really hard, so let's kick off our conversation there. Tell us about some of the things that you've been really focusing on and how the training's been going. Like you mentioned before, they do an awesome job of that in every category of training down at the House of Athlete, which was the main reason why I chose to go down there. On top of that, they're great people in general, not just as trainers, but I think they're the type of people that I enjoy being around day in, day out, the type of people you want to build relationships with outside of whatever sport activity that you're training for. But in terms of, t- of, of training, you know, they, they do a good job of figuring out each athlete's body. You know, they they tailor the workout and understand what each athlete struggles with, which, you know, what, what they're great at and what they need to build on. Obviously coming off the season, it's a lot of things that different athletes go through throughout the season, you know, that may come over to training in the off season. So, you know, you'll have different ways of starting your training. So they do a really good job of figuring out their athletes, not just, you know, throwing them into whatever training session and, you know, this is what it is and you just go do it and having a good understanding of what that player needs. So that I think that's one of the main things that, you know, have them at the top of the game, because I believe that they're the best in the country. And yes, they, they're elite at what they do. And I love everything that they're doing there, like I said before. So let's run things way, way back. You're from Alabama, went to St. Paul's High School. Tell us, how did you get into football? What was, when was the first time that you suited up or picked up a ball? And then what about football made you fall in love with it? Yeah, so for me to get into football, I was always, you know, outside, you know, all the kids in the neighborhood, you're outside playing. When you get home from school, get back inside before the streetlights come on. Uh, I was always fairly athletic. 
you know, I was I always wanted to find a way to use my athleticism. I enjoy doing athletic things. Specifically, uh, I like to use my speed. When I was in the neighborhood, I was a kid that wanted to race everybody. Hey, let's race to the stop sign and stuff like that. So one of the main things that you could do in football is, of course, run, show your speed off. So that's when I was like, well, mom, let me go try football because, you know, it seems like something I enjoy doing. I was always watching it on TV. Even as a child, I would wake up every Saturday morning and instead of turning on SpongeBob or something, I would usually turn on college game day when I got my cereal. So that that's what put me towards the direction of wanting to at least try out football. And I still remember to this day, my very first play in football was a long touchdown. Just I was at quarterback, snap the ball, take off running. And I was ever since then, I never looked back. I just fell in love with the game every year that I played it. I dove deeper into it instead of just through athletic ability, understanding the game, ins and outs, getting it on the mental side. Every year I got older, I got smarter in the game. And I just love it. It's just I, I live, I breathe, eat, watch. All I do is football. So uh, I can't go without football. So I don't. I can't really imagine what it's going to be like whenever the day I have to retire. It's going to be tough for me. But while I'm here, I'm enjoying it. So, you know, I love the game. Sure. And hopefully that day won't come for a long time yet. And, you know, I can completely relate to you in terms of, you know, eat, sleep, breathe, football. I've been a student of the game since I was four years old. And in my book, Move the Ball, I wrote about a lot of lessons and strategies that I've taken away from the game that I've helped to to be successful in sports, in my business, with my brand. Can you share with us what are some of the things that you've taken away from the game? I think one of the main things I've learned from football to take over into my day to day life is how to how to work hard and how to be consistent in the game, especially the places that I played at, like Alabama. If you don't work hard, if you're not consistently trying to get better at your craft, you're not going to be very good. You're not going to be very successful. And on top of that, you're going to run into a lot of obstacles. You're going to run into a lot of adversity that you have to figure out how to get through it and keep going and not dwell on it. And I think that's the main thing in my life, at least, that translated over because, you know, in life, you're going to run into a lot of difficult situations and it's up to you and nobody else to figure out how to get through those tough times that you're going to go through in life and on the football field. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's really the main thing for myself. Yeah. And you mentioned consistency, which is so important when you look at how people show up every day, what really separates those elite people, not just players on the field, but just great leaders in life, great successful people is, are they consistent in performing at how they need to perform? Right. thousand percent. Now I mentioned when I opened the show, you play DB, which is one of the hardest positions to play in football, if not the hardest, depending on who you ask, right? What in your mind makes you elite at this position? Well, of course, my physical traits, my athletic ability, my speed, agility, all those things that come with playing the position. But on top of all of those things, I think it's, it's my my mental, everything in my head. I'm very smart in terms of knowing the game, you know, being able to anticipate whatever the other team's doing. I study all week to be prepared for the coming up Saturday. But on top of that, just my mental toughness of anything. It'll take a, a whole lot to happen for me to be rattled or for me to get you know, outside of my body and not stay within myself and whatever I had planned. I'm not very easily phased by really anything in life at all. Uh, I'm not really like nonchalant to where I don't care, but no one would know if I'm rattled. No one would know if, you know, my mind is getting off track. And I think that's one of the most positive traits that I have in terms of football, and especially playing my position, because at some point, you know, you're going to give up a catch. At some point, something's going to happen during a football game to where you have to move on from it. I think that's the main thing that I've always been able to do. My mental toughness is is my main trait. 
And we know that that mental piece is so important, not only in college football, but also as you continue on into the next level, it's really about being able to, to stay mentally locked in and, and handle what you need to. It's not just the talent, not just the physicality, but also are you mentally prepared? Exactly. Now, you were heavily recruited across the nation, but you decided to play for Coach Saban. Why Bama? Because I knew that they gave me the best opportunity to become the best person that I could be. I knew that they they would develop and really push me to limits that I didn't even know that I had. No matter how confident you are as a person, I believe that every person that comes through Alabama reaches a point that they didn't even know they had within themselves. That's something that Coach Saban's going to get out of you as a football player and as a man, because it's a lot that you're going to be going through when you get to Tuscaloosa. Not saying that in a negative way at all, but it's the that's the reason why they're the best in the nation. That's the reason why the legacy is where it is, because it really pushes you to extreme limits. And being recruited in high school, of course, being from the state of Alabama, being around, you know, being able to go to games and stuff like that, being able to take more visits to Alabama than any other school that I was being recruited by, it didn't take long for me to realize that if I really want to be the best at, you know, what I'm shooting to be, why would I not come to Alabama? And then on top of that, you're going to win. You know, you're always going to be in big games. You're always going to be on a big stage. You're always going to have that target on your back. And as a competitor, who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want to win? So why not Ben? Absolutely. Great choice. And some of my listeners know I shared it earlier in the season, but a lot of my Bama guys know too that I chose Alabama specifically for Alabama football. So completely agree with you there. You mentioned earlier in the show that we all have to overcome adversity. And one of the things that you experienced at Alabama was an injury in 2018 that caused you to miss your freshman year. Uh, Talk about your journey to recovering from that injury and how were you mentally during that time? Well, being a freshman, I think, was the most difficult part about it. Obviously, being that young and never been going through something that, you know, severe or an injury that severe, it it was pretty tough. But I think the main thing that I had going for me was I had the right supporting, you know, supporting people around me. The training staff always kept me positive every day that I came in for rehab. They knew that I was young. I was a young guy. They knew that I was going through a lot. So they put the extra effort into, you know, helping me move forward and, and staying in a healthy mental place. And on top of that, just my family, my immediate family. I, some of my aunts was always in my corner. Of course, my wife, as most people know, I'm married. That was a really one of the most special times for us to form our bond. That was before we even got married, which led to us getting married. And of course, my mom, you know, always being in my corner, making sure that I'm okay, mentally okay, to be able to continue to go forward. So it felt like a long year, but, you know, it was honestly probably the best thing that happened to me for my career. It always taught me to go forward. And as you know, becoming a better player doesn't just happen on the football field. There's a lot of preparation that goes on outside of that in the weight room, the film room, and just by being on the sideline. How did this injury help you to be a better player? Yeah, so, you know, having that injury, it taught me that I had to really over-prepare for the things that I had coming in front of me. Obviously, being at the University of Alabama is tons of talented players. Everybody was a four or five star. Everybody was, you know, a top-ranked guy at their position coming out of high school. You know, there's always somebody there that's just as good as you, if not better. So, you know, you always have to do the extra. You always have to overprepare and overwork, really, to make sure that you become the guy that the coach is going to rely on. Having that injury, you know, I had to overprepare myself and overdo everything to be able to make a full recovery with my knee, knowing that there were talented guys coming in. 
So once that I, it taught me that type of work ethic to get back and not only come back, but come back and be able to thrive and not just be back and, you know, just a part of a team, but to be able to come back and, you know, have a role with on the team, I really had to do that much extra. And it became a routine. It became a, just who I was. So even when I was all the way healthy, it stayed within my routine and it it helped me, you know, prevail and get to the top where I really wanted to be. And with the transfer portal being the way it is now, there are a lot of players that consider making a switch. That wasn't something that you ever thought about. And I know your mom played an influential role for you when you were a kid. Tell us about why you never thought about transferring. Because for myself, I viewed it as the easy way out. And when I say that, I don't, that's, that doesn't mean that that's the same thing for every athlete that, you know, goes to the transfer portal. Everyone has a different situation. But I think based off my situation, it wasn't to the point to where I really needed to transfer. Some guys, you know, they need to for them to be able to do what they need to do in their career. But for me, it wasn't. For me, it would have just been, if I would have did it, it would have kind of be more of a, you know, doubting myself, doubting that I wouldn't get back to where I, you know, I thought I was before and take the easy way out. And and you're right. I mean, it, it it's an individual decision. For some people, it makes sense to do it. For others, it makes sense to stay where you're at. So I just wanted to hear you kind of your thoughts on why you chose to stay at Alabama. So let's take a minute and talk about the 2020 season. A great season. Obviously, uh, Alabama ended up finishing 13 and, and no perfect record, winning the Natty. What was that season like for you? The most entertaining season as a player on the team that I've been part of in, at any point of my career. Obviously, with the circumstances that we were dealt, the COVID year, SEC schedule, you know, no fans in the, in the stands. You know, we had to, everything was within ourselves. We had to create all the energy as a team. You know, it's not 100,000 people in there, so we had to keep each other going. It, it forced us to build a, a brotherhood that couldn't be broken by anything at all. And I think that that year really proved it because if if your brotherhood or your family or anything was going to be broken as a football team, that year would have done it. You know, it was so many obstacles that you had to get through. And that we proved, we showed everyone that no one could break our family. And we stayed true to what we know. We stayed true to what we were taught. And uh, it showed out on the field. So I think that that team was a team that I would never forget and probably no one would ever forget. Yeah. And you mentioned it being a COVID year. I mean, there was a lot of adjusting, adapting for everybody during that year. And so I think, you know, just a testament to how, to you guys and your brotherhood, just, you know, how well you, you figured out how to continue to move forward, to move the ball as a cohesive unit, didn't have the energy of the fans in the stands, but still obviously performed well every single Saturday. So let's fast forward now to 2021 season. You're a starter on the team, had a great year. As I mentioned, when I read your bio, three interceptions, as well. Talk to us about that year. Well, a year that I had been waiting on for <laughs> quite some time and everyone around me had been waiting on it. But uh, I mean, a year that I enjoyed hundred percent, you know, may not have ended the way that we all wanted it to end, of course, but you know, that just, you know, the, the way the dice roll sometimes is part of the sport. But for me personally, dating back to just week one, when we were about to go into Miami, you know, I was never nervous or anything like that. I was just ready to go. I knew that I was prepared. I knew that I had put in all the hard work physically, mentally, and I was just ready to go show the world what I could do. And I really felt like I could have showed, you know, even more, but I'm not, you know, I'm not dissatisfied. I'm not upset with the performance that I gave out. I really think it was only a sample size, to be honest, going forward. 
nowhere near the top of my game. I think the ceiling is still through the roof. So, you know, I, I, I would say the 2021 season personally for me was a sneak peek. That's, that's the best way I could describe it. And as you look back upon the last season, like what was the most memorable moment for you? I think winning the SEC championship. You know, it was a lot of talking, a lot of doubting, you know, around us as a team throughout the season. We had a lot of ups and downs, a lot of close, tough games. Uh, even before the season, everyone's, you know, it's Alabama's down here and all of that. And the entire year, even when we had great games, we were always out to prove people wrong because everyone still had doubts about us. And at that point in the season, it was just a time that we weren't satisfied, but it took that long, but we opened up the people's eyes that, you know, that, that were closed, that were sleeping on us. Somehow, some way was still sleeping on us. So I think that was a game that, you know, we, we really had to put our foot down and, and make a statement. And we did. So. Absolutely. Yes. It was a great game to watch for sure. So tell us about, you still have eligibility to play college football. You decided to come out now. Why now? Well, me personally, I feel like I, I've accomplished everything that I really wanted to do as a player. I've, I've won a national championship. I have multiple SEC titles. I graduated. I had a successful year as a starter under Coach Saban and gave myself at least a chance to be drafted at a you know reasonable spot within the draft. And of course, I you know I have a family that always factors into it. So on top of having a family, I, I felt like that I accomplished every goal that I had in my career at Alabama. Great answer. So what I want to do now, Jalen, is I want to take you through my two-minute drill, ask you some fun questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. My first question is, outside of football, what do you like to do? I'm very much into cars. I love car modifications, all those things that, that make the cars all suited up and stuff. Like my some of my favorite movies are The Fast and Furious. So, you know, watching those movies, seeing how their cars are, that's that's me. <laughs> I got you. I am a car person too. And that series is a fantastic series. They've definitely done a great job. Next question is, what is one thing most people don't know about you? A lot of people don't know that I'm married and at least they don't know that I'm going on three years of marriage. And next month I'll be married for three years. So I think that's one fun fact that a lot of people don't, you know, realize or, you know, think that of me. Well, good for you. Happy early anniversary. And I know you have a beautiful young daughter as well. thousand percent. Thank you. Uh, next question is, what three words would you use to describe yourself? I would say determined, uh, winner, and overachieving. Great words. If you had one intro song played at all of your public appearances, what would that one song be? Oh, man, I would probably say Dead Presidents by Jay-Z, just because I feel like it has such a presidential vibe around it. Mm-hmm. That kind of just the laid back presidential type of vibe. That's just kind of who I am. Whenever I'm sitting around listening to music, he's used that type of music. So I would say that. Okay. Next question is, what is the best piece of advice you would give someone? To continue to go forward, or as you would say, continue to move the ball. Life is going to come at you fast, and you can only control the things that you can control. So don't look for other things that you can't control. Find a way to continue to go forward. Great piece of advice. And then also, what's the best piece of advice that you've been given by a coach? Be where your feet are. Very simple. The last answer, yeah, be where your feet are, control what you can control. When you realize that you can do that, once you start to control what you can control, all the other things you can't control, you don't even you don't even see them anymore. Absolutely. Now, the last question is you're hosting a dinner party and you can invite three famous people, living or deceased. Who would you choose and why? I would say Jay-Z, Deion Sanders, because he's going to bring the life to the host, to the party. 
and 50 Cent. I would like to hear a lot from 50 Cent as well. Okay, great. Entertaining three choices for sure. And lastly, do you sing in the shower? I do. I rap. I don't really, I don't really sing, but I do rap in the shower. I have a, a, a mic or, or a speaker that is waterproof to be in the shower and I use it every night. <laughs> there you go. Well, Jalen, as we look to close the show, let people know, how can they follow you? Where are you at on social media? They can follow me on, on Instagram at underscore Cinco dot five, or they can follow me on Twitter at just at J Armour Davis. And uh, that was really my two main social media platforms that I, I'm usually on. So if people follow me on there, that's what they would, you know, get the most content out of me. Okay, perfect. We will have those in the show notes so people can follow you on your journey. Thank you so much, Jalen. It's been great having you on today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And I wish you much success in this next chapter. And thank you to everyone for listening to today's episode. If you like today's show, make sure you tell a friend. That's one way you can help me to move the ball. And again, thanks for listening. And we will catch you next time. Until then, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you to move the ball in your business, with your brand, or your career, check out my website at www.getinsidethehuddle.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.